We here. It's Don Chen's The Wolf Mentality Podcast. It's pretty damn lit. Uh, long Wolf. And what up, Wolves? This is Don Chenz, and you're listening to Wolf Mentality. We're back. Got another interview. I actually was supposed to have... I had somebody lined up for an interview and had some scheduling conflicts, so it didn't work out. Uh, so we are rescheduling that one. But then I thought I wasn't going to have an interview ready for everybody this Tuesday. But fortunately enough, uh, my friend Bridget Sloan, who is... I'll say it now. She was a gymnast on the 2008 Olympic team that won the silver medal in Beijing. She's also a world champion and a nine-time NCAA champion at the University of Florida. Uh, So I met her a little while ago through a mutual friend. She lives in Orlando right now, and she was visiting for the weekend, and I happened to see her out, and I said, oh, hey, uh, you're in town. You want to hop on and do my podcast tomorrow? She said, yeah, sure. So she just came over the next day, and we did it. Uh, very nice of her. So she kind of saved my ass a little bit, but also we got a great interview because uh, she has a really cool story being a former Olympian, you know, a lot of accolades, great resume. Uh, so it was fun. I wasn't as prepared as I usually am, but she crushed it. So she did my job for me and it was a really cool interview. Talked a lot about, you know, trying to get into the Olympics, uh, dealing with all the injuries she had, um, she, that she was able to overcome and succeed and make the team do a great job there and then continue on career afterwards and just her whole journey with that. It was cool. I think one of the coolest takeaways for me was kind of, she talked about, you know, gymnastics, especially that's a sport that, you know, we talk about it a lot, but we talk about how the lifespan of an athlete at their peak in gymnastics is very short. The window is very short and it's also a happens very early. She was 16 when she was in the Olympics. So she was 16. She competed in the world championship and won afterwards. She competed through college. But then after that, you know, her gymnastics, gymnastics career kind of like ends, you know, your athletic career ends at a pretty early age. And she talks a lot about how she's able to look back on it. You know, she enjoys that, enjoyed that experience and accomplished a lot, but is able to kind of you know, take what she got from that and move on. And I think that's something interesting that, you know, sometimes people's identity gets stuck in, you know, oh, this is who I am. You know, this is what I do. And, you know, now she, you know, she does sales in Orlando. She's actually an ESPN analyst as well. Um, But, you know, she's not like living in the past of, oh, I I was an Olympic athlete and all these things. She's like, yeah, you know, I, I was in the Olympics. I competed in gymnastics. I was very successful. I did all these awesome things. I overcame these injuries. But, you know, that was then that chapter's closed and now I'm on this part of my life. So I thought that was pretty interesting because you don't think about that, especially it's something probably athletes have to deal with where once your career is over, you know, your career is all built around that sport and then you got to kind of move on from that. And I thought that was a pretty interesting, the way she looked at it, but you know, we go through all her, her whole entire career and it was really cool. So shouts out to her for doing it. She crushed it. Like I said, cause I wasn't ready for it at all. I asked her like midnight the night before, um, and we did it and it ended up great. So everyone shouts out for listening. Make sure you are subscribed already. If you're not, what are you doing? Rate it, review it, give it five stars, share it with people and let's make the wolf pack grow. So let's get into it. Here's Bridget Sloan. Okay, we're trying this again. What up? It's Don Chen's. I tried once and I screwed it up. So we're redoing it. 
I am here with the most special guest that I've had to date, Bridget Sloan. She is silver medalist from the 2008 Olympic team. She's a world champion and a nine-time NCAA champion from the University of Florida. That, did I say everything that time? That Are we good great. the second time? That did I say great. gymnast? <clears throat> well, Are I we am sure? a gymnast. She is a gym, in, gym, in gymnastics. All, all those accolades. All, all, of, all of those accolades. Gymnastics. Gymnastics. Yes. How are you feeling? I'm so great. Thank you. <laughs> we agreed to do this podcast at a bar at like 1230. Correct. Uh, in the morning. Because you told me you were going to buy me breakfast. Yes. And you did. You came through. I so did. We just I had, had breakfast. To do, I, had, I have to do my part now. So now we're here. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Ready to work the magic. And, and we and we have her, her good friend Shelby here. She's good here to, for the crowd. Woo! She's the bestest. What a great friend she is. The best. All right. I was going to give her a mic, but I told her no. So, all right. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. We're doing this? Let's do this. Okay. So, I know nothing about gymnastics. Nothing. Well, you're about to learn today. So, you're about to teach me. You're about to teach all the listeners. When did you... First, let's go. We're going to go chronologically. When did gymnastics start for you? So, I started when I was four. Well, I'm the youngest of four kids, so I have two older brothers and an older sister, and I started gymnastics when I was four. My parents had no idea what they were doing. I had no idea that I was going to love it. But I took a class and essentially never looked back. So at what point of you doing it does it go from something you enjoy doing to something you're pursuing like for competitive reasons? So it was probably when I was seven. Um, again, my parents did not have any intentions of me competing ever. They did not think that I would stay in it that long. But I also played soccer and my mom, or I told, I think I it went down like this. I told my mom, I really don't want to play soccer anymore. I just want to do gymnastics. But if you want, if you want me to play soccer, I will, but I really love gymnastics. And I think that was the turning point where at least my mom realized, wow, she actually, she really does love the sport. And I all of a sudden started getting pretty good at it. And I started competing. And then next thing you know, I'm making goals and writing down a checklist that I want to, all these things that I want to do. And so at seven years old, I made the decision I want to be a gymnast full time. Like that's what I want to do. But it probably wasn't until I was 10 that I wrote down the goal that I wanted to go to the 2008 Olympics. And what events did you do? So I am an all arounder. I was an all arounder. So all vault bars, beam floor, I did all of that. So I didn't do, it wasn't like I was a specialist, which most of the time you hear about event specialists. So they only do bars, they only do beam, they only do one or two events, but I did all around. So when you put all of my events together, that's when I was pretty good. And then, so at what age, because the one thing with gymnastics, it's one of the few Olympic sports where the athletes tend to be much younger. Right. So at what, I feel like that and probably figure skating, they're a little younger. For right? sure. Yeah. So then at what age... Like, does the Olympic, do the Olympics start to become a possibility? Um, so I made the national, you have to make the, the way it works, you, there's an optional level, which is levels, I believe, and I would not quote me on this, but level like four or level three through 10. And then if you kind of qualify out of that, you can go into the elite world, which you have a junior and a senior. So I had to make the national team with the elite program. And I made that when I was 13 and I probably just, I realized the Olympics, it was an actual goal that I could achieve when I was, 
I don't want to say when I was 15, but it, it was very real when I was 15. I think at the age of 13 and 14, obviously I was training for that goal, but I, I, it was still very unclear whether I was actually going to be able to get there or not. And then when I was 15, I was on the 2007 world championship team, ended up being an alternate, which sucked. And I was so upset. I was like, I will never, ever, ever experience this again. I ended up going to the Olympic, they have what's called an Olympic test event. So they have it every single year, I guess, that they have the Olympics. There's a test event to literally test out the equipment. I went to that and I did really, really well. And I think it was after that meet, I was like, oh my gosh, this, like this could happen. Like I, I've now been in the arena that the Olympics are going to be in. So I was in Beijing. I think it was like December of 2007. So I was in that arena. I was on the equipment did really well. And it, it just, I, I think it gave me that extra push of this is awesome. And I want to be back here. So when you were an alternate, you said, does that mean you didn't like participate or you're just, so, you traveled and that's uh, it. So the way that the team used to work and how they used to do their stuff is they would actually, they would bring say seven girls over to a competition. So at the world championships, there were seven of us, only six girls were actually going to be on the team and compete. So they have kind of a, what they always bring an extra just in case. And you're essentially, I don't want to say fighting or battling it out, but they're not going to choose the team until like a day or two before the competition. Like they are, they are the ones who truly pick the most perfect team at that exact moment. So we all traveled over there. There were probably four girls on the team that were like, yeah, we, they essentially solidified their spot, but there were a couple, there were probably four of us that we weren't really sure. And does the Olympic team work the same way? Is it like you try out and it's just whoever does the best at this one time right before, or is it kind of an accumulation of a bunch of the other events? So the Olympics, the it was a little bit different. So the Olympics was definitely more of an accumulation of all, literally all the years that I've been competing. And I actually, there was a very nearly season slash career ending injury that I got in April of 2008. So really everyone told me that I wasn't going to make it because I had to have knee surgery in March. In March before the Olympics? Correct. So I had knee surgery. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you had it or you didn't yes. have it? No, I did. I tore my meniscus. Sheesh. So I had surgery in March of 2008 and everyone's like, oh my gosh, there's no way you're going to make it back. Like there's no way, no chance. And that kind of just fueled my fire. Like I really hated people telling me that I wasn't going to make it. And I was like, you don't know that. Like I love proving people wrong. That's kind of my thing. It's, you know, it keeps It's fun going. when people like kind of give you shit and hate on you. It makes you yes. more motivated. No, 1 million percent. Yeah. And I essentially, I don't, I don't know if I would have made the Olympic team if it wasn't for my knee surgery. I like kicked it in gear. I went, essentially I went like a crazy person. I was in the gym for hours. I was at therapy every day. Like I was determined to prove all those people wrong. So had the surgery. I ended up, they didn't choose the team till July. So. That's so quick. So how long did it take you to recover? Four months. I get, that's not that short, I guess. But I would also think from the coach's perspective, they would just be nervous. Like, oh, well, she just had a knee injury. So even right. if she looks okay, she might get hurt again. Yeah. I think, I think most people just looked at it as there's no way you can come back that fast. But I, I had the best surgeon. I mean, he was phenomenal. I started doing acupuncture, which I had, I've been doing acupuncture for years, but I really just heightened it. And I, I don't know, I guess I just kind of trusted my process. So they were very smart on obviously getting me back to like landings and stuff. And you think about it, gymnastics is, A, it's like one of the hardest sports ever. B, 
but the landings and the pounding that your body goes through. Right. I don't really know how my knee handled up. I think it's just because I, you know, I, I got great genes, very athletic <laughs> genes from both mom and dad. So I'm just kind of hoping and praying at that point that I was going to get to have my chance. And I went to, I went to Olympic trials in 08, had the worst meet of my life. I'll never forget it. It was my 16th birthday. And I had just a terrible meet. And I was like, oh my God, there's no, like, I'm out. Like, I was like, there's no way I'm going to make it, uh, like, make it any further. Like this, my journey is ending right here. They ended up inviting me. So the way it worked, it was Olympic trials. And then we had two camps, um, which were crazy. But I ended up getting invited to the camps and ended up kind of redeeming myself and went ahead and had kind of a lights out two days of competition there. And they brought us, it was so awful. They brought us on this couch. There were, I think there were 12 of us. So there were 12 girls trying to get on a six man team. And is it all like everyone's around like 16 to everyone? So you had to be, so you have to be 16 the year of the Olympics. So you could like my birthday's in June. So I had just turned 16, but your birthday could be in December, but that would still, you would still qualify because your birthday, I mean, you're still 16 in that year. So all of us were, so I was the youngest at 16. And then I want to say Alicia was, she must've been 20. So That's she, probably pretty old for gymnastics, oh my gosh. right? She'll kill me for saying this, but she was prehistoric. Like I look back, <laughs> I look back on it and I'm like, man, like I turned 20 and I was like, I am so old for this sport. Like I, you just get old really quickly in gymnastics. I mean, it just kind of happens, but no, we were all, so 16 to 20. Um, and we were all in Texas at the ranch is what we called it. And essentially we, we compete and they're like, all right, we're going to go to the office and pick the team. Like, that's how it worked. They literally just went into their office, wrote down some names on a piece of paper and they, they bring all of us into this teeny tiny couch. We're all shoulder to shoulder, like sitting there. And essentially you think about it, our lives changed forever. Like at that moment. That's true. And that could be your one chance. Oh too. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. This is, and that's the thing. Most of the time, gymnasts don't do multiple Olympics. Like if they, right. if you, Simone Biles, like she is a stud. I, I don't really understand her. Like, I think she's a superhero. Like I, I genuinely think she has superpowers because you really, a gymnast, I guess their elite career, their lifespan is really only like, you think eight years. They're very rarely going to make two Olympics. Now, why, now why is that? Like, I don't. I would think I kind of understand, but I don't really understand why the window for a gymnast is so much smaller than most other sports. And I don't really even know the answer to that. In my opinion, it's just we're putting our bodies through so much that your body just can't hold up. Like in college, when I was a senior and I was at my very last competition, like my body was like, we're done. Like we, we are not doing this anymore. And I was, I mean, I was pretty beat up, but keeping your body healthy, I think is the hardest part. And it's one of those things that you know, acts, you know, accidents happen. Okay. Injuries happen all the time in gymnastics. And some of them are very minor. Some of them are so major that it's like you, you can't continue. So I think due to injuries is a big part of why gymnasts, their lifespan of being a gymnast is just shorter than most people. But I also think you're stronger though. Like, you know, don't you think once you hit your twenties, you're probably hitting your full like uh, strength ability, like you could probably do more. Although maybe like you're you're a bigger person, it's harder to. I would say I think the problem is that when you are the older you are, a the harder it is to recover. I remember like at 16, I could have you know I was practicing six days a week. I was never sore. 
now, like <laughs> I don't even work out and I'm sore. So like my, <laughs> like your body just like starts doing things. You're like, why? Like, why is this happening to me? Yeah. And I think I, to be honest, I just think it's our bodies are just, you're really not equipped to like work out that long. And you're on a strict diet. Like I was on a very, I wouldn't say super strict, but I was very, very healthy eating. Like my body fat percentage was like 8%. At 16, like I was... Especially for a girl. Girls, like for a guy, that's that's pretty low. For a girl, that's very low. Yeah. So, I I mean, I was like very lean and I I was in my best shape. Obviously, I was 16, but like I was a lean, muscular. And I had like, I was a... I don't even really get to say this that often, but I was kind of the perfect gymnast body type because I was very strong. I was very flexible and I had power. Like I kind of had everything. If you had to put a mixture together. Like those three components are going to be key. And I had all three of those. So I was very fortunate. And I kind of used that to my advantage. But, you know, you think about it at 16 years old, I'm sitting on this couch and they're literally calling names out. Like, all right, we're going to, in front of everyone. We're literally, yeah. They're like, we're going to announce the Olympic team right now. And everyone is just sitting there like, this is happening right now. And they went in alphabetical order. And it was really annoying. And I'm best friends with her now. Alicia is like one of my very good friends, but they called her name and she was the fifth spot. And I'm the only one after her alphabetical, like with our last name. So I was like, I was, I was freaking out. Like, I was like, holy shit, I didn't make it. Like, this is bullshit. I was like, I can't believe it. I tried so hard. I had knee injury. Like I deserve to be on this team. And then they said my name. And how much crying was there? I'd imagine there was a lot of crying. I like, Yes. My parents cried. Like my parents were there and my coach, oh my God, my coach just broke down. And that's the thing. The coaches didn't know either. So like we as gymnasts, we were the only ones in the room. And then our coaches came in afterwards. Obviously you're like, oh my God, like we made it. Everything is great. And our parents were still at the gym, which obviously, I mean, it was, we just walked there. It's not like it was far, but we just all walked in and they, they literally announced it. Like, here's your Olympic team. And we walked out and it was just kind of like, Seems very unofficial. Um, It was very unofficial. But the problem was that, so we, they announced the team like July 21st and we left the 26th. Damn, that's crazy too. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. So our parents, you're not going to buy tickets to go to China. They don't don't set your family up? Like they don't. Well, they did. So they they were like, they had these pre-packages. I was like, if, if she ends up going, you have these reserved. But like my parents were like, oh my God. Like we have to get, everyone needs to to get their flights. Everyone needs their passports ready. Like we're going to Beijing and there you have it. And then I became an Olympian. All right. For, so like when you had your injury and you were trying to recover, um, you're talking about your coaches didn't know and like your nutrition was on point. Mm -hmm. So is that, is that your own team? Like do you have your own team doing that or is that being monitored by like the U S Olympic? No. So that was total. That was like all me. So that's all your own stuff. It's, it's weird. Gymnastics is one of those weird sports. It's like in college, it's all about the team, but in the elite world, like it's a very individualized sport. Like it is, and you think about it, it's literally you in whatever event you're on like that. There's no one up there helping you. Like it's literally you in the beam or you in the bars. So I, Again, had a really awesome support team from my coaches to my th- like my uh, physical therapist to my acupuncturist to my pa- like everyone was really behind me and gave me just the utmost support that it was kind of all up to me in a way. Like I was the one who made the decision like, hey, mom, like I, I was not, I think I was eating like a thousand calories a day, which is so unhealthy, but I had to do it. 
if I was like, I knew that I had to be at my leanest point to make that Olympic team. Or were you on a diet or are you literally doing that yourself at like 15, 16? I mean, I was doing it myself. Like I, I wouldn't say I was on a diet. Like it's not like my, it's, I don't know. I feel like diet is not the right word. Cause I wasn't on a diet, but I just ate very, very clean and right. I ate very healthy. And again, my whole, like my whole family ate very healthy. So it wasn't a, like they were out eating burgers and fries and I was at home eating my chicken and broccoli. Like as a whole family, we were all very healthy, but I just really, I feel like mine was a little bit more heightened. Right. It's just interesting to think like you would just assume that all these Olympic athletes are the best, the best. You would think that they're pretty much given mm-hmm. the best training, the best like nutritionist, like that's all kind of provided to you, but it sounds mm-hmm. like it's not, it's up to you. No. And you think about it too. We didn't tra- like we trained five days a month together and that was it. So you're bringing at like, I'm from Indiana. Alicia's from Boston. Nasia's from Texas. Sean's from Iowa. Sam is from Indiana also. So you think about it, like everyone, you're essentially all doing your own thing. And then when we train together, like, yeah, you can get little pieces of information about like, Hey, like, you know, I'm doing this. It's really helping me. Like, maybe you want to, maybe you want to try it. Um, but other than, I mean, everything is. It's fairly individual. It's you. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I just I can't believe that. So then do your coaches get to go with you mm-hmm. or do you are you then just with the Olympic coaches? So no, so all of our individual coaches went with us like they traveled over there. We were over there for a month. Like we were over there for a long time. And our coaches all went with us for practice purposes. Obviously, we all had again, very individualized. Each coach coach has their own way of doing things and everything, but there were two coaches on the floor for the actual Olympic games when we walked into the arena and everything. Um, and it was a male and a female you had to have, so you couldn't have two male coaches. You had to have one male and one female. And would they ever like, do your coaches ever get scrutinized on how they're training you and how they're giving you tips? You know what I'm saying? Like, so is there ever yeah. like some kind of discrepancy and like the Olympic team wants you to do something one way, but your own coach has been showing you how to do it something different. Um, I guess. Yeah. Yes. And no. I mean, for the most part, there wasn't, but there were definitely strong recommendations of things like, you know, and again, gymnastics, you're in a leotard, like you're, you're really not covering up a lot. So it wasn't necessarily like, oh, she needs to lose weight, but it'd be like, you know, gymnastics would probably be easier if she dropped a couple pounds. And then like the coach comes over and is like, so (laughs) you need to lose some weight. And you're like, okay, thank you. Thank you. So then did you do the, like the dance routine? I don't know what the right term for floor? that is, but the floor, yeah. Did you do that too? Yes. Yes. So yes, then that's much more, isn't that much <clears throat> more, sub- I feel like a lot of it is a little subjective though. So then does that get like a little annoying too? Like the scoring system? Like, is there a lot of- Not in elite. In college, yes. In college, 1 million percent. But in elite, it was very, I mean, I didn't think it was subjective in elite at all. You don't think so? Mm, so not never, never at one point were like, oh, it's this country's judge or something. And they're bi-. they no. say that in figure skating, don't they? Like figure skating, there's always some bias shit oh, I'm going sure. on. I mean, there's always going to, I feel like that with ev- every single sport is going to have some type of like, oh, well, she's biased because, you know, X, Y, and Z. But at the Olympics and stuff, they have, they have so many judges from across the country. So, or not across the country, across the world. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. It's pretty hard to be subjective when you're sitting there next to a Chinese judge, maybe an Italian judge, a French judge, a U- like 
there's no way to really be biased. Right. The that. law of averages, it's going to get to probably where it right. needs to be because exactly. not, not everyone has the same agenda. So even exactly. if one person does, it's probably going to affect it that much. So then what was, all right, so then what was like the actual experience like at the 2008 games? Oh my God. It was crazy. I really wish I would have like taken it in a lot more at 16. Like I didn't want to go on walks. I wanted to like sit in my room on my computer and talk to my friends and really wish I would have actually, you know, explored a little bit more, but I just think it's crazy that at 16, you know, that was my goal for my whole life, essentially, as a gymnast was to make it to the 2008 Olympics. And now, now I look back, I'm like, that's like really cool that I actually like made that happen. Yeah. But it's just crazy. Like you're making it so young. And like we were saying, the window's so short, you can only go once. Like most athletes, they can go three times, four times, and they're doing it late twenties. Like you're doing over a long period of time. So it's kind of like you only have that one moment. Maybe if you're really lucky, like you're saying, someone Biles, you might get a second time to oh, really yeah. embrace that moment. But it's like much less for that sport. Yeah, it's it's just crazy how, you know, and it's another thing is that at the Olympic Village, you're with, I mean, every single athlete is there from every country, every, t- I mean, you would walk into the cafeteria and who knows, you would see Michael Phelps, you would see, you know, Usain Bolt. I don't think he was at the 2008 Olympics. I don't really remember. I don't remember. I don't remember if he was there, but just in that, you know, you never knew who you were going to see. So it's just crazy that in in China, they had one of the best Olympic villages. I mean, obviously I've only been to one, but people that had been to multiple were like, oh, this, it it was just, it truly was a cool community to be in for, you know, a month. Right. And then what was... How tense were the actual competition as like parts of it? Um, yeah, I wanted to throw up like every single day. <laughs> I like was it different than most comp? Like, did you usually kind of feel that way in competitions? Oh or yeah, was it I I used to get super nervous, like ridiculously nervous, and it kind of would like take over me. Um, but at the Olympics, I don't even know if I had time to freak out. Like, I feel like we were there for so long. And I felt, I felt really good going into it. I competed on vault. Um, that was my, that was the event that I competed on. And what's crazy is that they had prelims. So it worked having prelims and then team finals. And for prelims, you had five athletes on each event, four scores count. So five up, four count. Well, we had a girl get hurt literally minutes before walking out. And she was- Just warming up? Yes. Sheesh. So Sam got hurt right before we were walking out. And I like, I was just lucky to be there. Like, I was just like, oh my God, I'm at the Olympics. Like, this is great. So I'm like living my best life, like just doing my routines. Like, really had no, I don't think a lot of people really expected me to compete at all. Like, I was just like, why do you say that? I was just there. I just, I don't know. I I feel like I say that and I really shouldn't because I mean, I got there, which obviously means like I had talent and whatnot, but you have Sean Johnson and Nastia Lucan on the team who are two just, I mean, they're legends in the gymnastics community. And then you have Alicia, who is the veteran, literally just so much experience. And then I was just kind of the loose cannon. Like no one really knew who I was until 2007. And then all of a sudden it was like, who is this Bridget girl? Like she came out of, she came out of left field and all of a sudden she's like a top contender to get on this Olympic team. But for the day of prelims, like Sam gets hurt and I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, that's so weird. Like she was going to come, we were all going to compete. It was going to be me, me, Sam, Nasia, Sean, and I believe Chelsea were most of like, we were going to do 
all four events. Chelsea might have not have done vault because Alicia does vault in floor and beam for us. But either way, there was there was going to be one person though that like didn't compete. Thought that was going to be me. I was like, eh, it's fine. Like they got vaults. I was like, vault's going to be Sam, Sean, Chel like all these people. Chelsea got hurt also, so we had two injuries on that Olympic team, which not many. I don't. Not many people actually, I think, realize that. Uh, but we get out there, and all of a sudden, I'm looking around. I'm like, weird. One, two, three. I'm like, well, Sam's out. Chelsea's out. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the fourth person. And we didn't have five athletes. So it was four at four count. So, like, every Everything every routine mattered, yeah. I did, I was like, shit. This is, like, is going to count. Um, so I had a little, you know, panic attack. But we, we, got, it, we got it all situated, and... Ended up, I actually did really well that day, and I was I was actually 11th in the all-around at the Olympics. Pretty, nice. It's like my unknown claim to fame that not many people ever... And how many are there? I mean, there were like, there were a lot of people. Yeah? I mean, I don't know the exact number, but I was like, oh my God, I was almost top 10. I mean, that's pretty sure. Um, But the rule is that you only get two athletes per country, so I didn't get to do the all-around, but... Oh, I didn't, see, I don't know that. Mm -hmm. So many rules, like there's I so, There's so many, like... The elite world is just so different compared to like any other gymnast. Yeah. Like you, you've got just a lot of factors that go into the the elite world. Like it's crazy. Did you feel Did you feel welcomed by all the other girls? You said you were kind of the new person. On oh the yeah, teams, no. or like so I was new. Yes, I was new, but like I had been training with them. I've I had known all of them for a long, long time. Right. So like, yes, I was new. I was I was the youngest. I mean, I think that. That was the hardest thing is that I was just so young, but I mean, I had been, I had been competing internationally for years, so I was familiar with the whole thing, but at the same time, it, I mean, it's just, it's a new adventure. Was that Sean Johnson's first or second Olympics? First. Oh, so she wasn't even like really Sean Johnson yet at that point, was she? Um, no, she was. Cause she right. won into, she won world championships in 2007. She only went to one. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So Sean Damn. only went to one. Nastia, we all only went to one. Well, I guess we, we were saying that earlier. That's what happens most, most yeah, of the time. Yeah, so we yeah. all only went to one. Alicia and I tried for 2012, but uh, we uh, kind of failed miserably with that one. <laughs> wow, so. <laughs> didn't, didn't make that Olympic team. No, I mean, we just didn't make it. I got hurt the day of. I was, oh, God, dark times. Dark, dark times for me. <laughs> oh, those were not good times. Um, so, yeah, so I, well, and that's kind of another part of the story is that I make it in 2008. Obviously, I'm like, oh, my God. Accomplish my goal. This is great. Then I come back and I'm like, whoa, what am I supposed to do now? So like, I always tell people you, you have this identity in college and when you graduate college, it's really hard to kind of figure out what you're supposed to do in life and kind of, you have to re-identify yourself and what identity you have. Well, I kind of had to do that with at 16, like at 16, I was an Olympian and then I came back, like I was a sophomore in high school. I literally came back from the Olympics yeah, and went so to weird. class. Like, <laughs> And no one knew. So I'm from a tiny town in Indiana. Like not many people knew that I was even a gymnast. Like I. Even afterwards you're saying? Oh no. Afterwards oh, it was like, oh my God. Like we had no idea. And I was like, yeah, like why do you think I was traveling so much? And they're like, we didn't know. And I was like, oh, well yeah, I was like trying for the Olympics. And then I made it. But then in like in 2009, I kind of had to like re reevaluate the situation of like, what are my goals? What do I want to do? Like, all right, I've accomplished the Olympics. Now what do I want to do? And Told myself, I was like, well, the only thing that I haven't done right now is win the world championships. But that's like, you still have the opportunity to compete in gymnastics then. It's just like another yes. avenue. So I took probably four months off after the Olympics. Like I just needed, you need a break. I, I mean, I just feel like every athlete 
after your season is like, all right, I need to like compress right. and just relax and chill. So took four months off. And then I was like, well, I'm pretty, I was healthy. I was like, I'm pretty healthy. I'm in high school. Like I still, I, there's, I still have a lot of life left in this gymnastics thing. So I was like, well, let's get back into training. I started training again and all of a sudden like things just started clicking and coming back and I was getting really good and felt really good. And then I was like, well, I really want to go to the world championships this year. Cause it was an individual as an individual. I was like, I really want to win like the all around in the world championships. I was like, that's, that's my goal. And ended up going to London and again, had the worst prelims day of my life. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, why is this happening? Ended up I don't know. I made it to the finals and it was neck and neck with me and this other girl from the US, Rebecca Bross. She was winning. Like it was kind of bad. I had convinced myself. I was like, you know what? Becca's way better than me. Like I'm going to get second. And you know what? It I'm okay with that. Seems like a trend you keep uh, I know. I, I really like, yes, I think that what was a trend. We've really come a long way from that. <laughs> But no, I, like, I had just accepted. I was like, you know what? Like, she's going to win. Like, she was way ahead of me. And we go into our last event, and it was floor. And she, I was very, I was first, I think, and she was, like, last. And I'm like, I mean, I'm in first place at this point. She still has to go on floor. But I'm like, you know what? I know she's probably going to, like, do this amazing floor routine. So I was like, I'm going to get second. That's okay. Well, she goes up, and she falls on her last pass. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I was like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to like, do you, do you cheer? Cause I was like, I actually could, <laughs> I was go. like, I was like, I could actually win this now. And then I was like, she's my teammate. Like I need to, I need to give her a hug. Me like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> and I'm like, there were so many emotions going on in my head. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, what just happened? And then her score comes up and, uh, your girl's name stayed in first place. <laughs> That's always a hard thing in sports. Like, even if you're just like competing for the same position with somebody and you could be their friend and it's like, right. It's friends, so hard. But it's like, I want to play like screw you kind of thing. No, it's, it's so to, true. It's yeah. so true. And that's why I literally, I remember standing there and my coach was right next to me and she fell and we both just like, looked at each other and it was like, you don't want to celebrate, but you're like, well, I was like, other. I was like, Oh my God, I might've actually just won. Like yeah. I, Oh my God. And then sure enough, I did. That's great. Another thing I was thinking of too, how you're talking about when, once you started training, however many months after mm -hmm. the 2008 games. It's crazy because the Olympics happened so infrequently. Because you said, like, I started, like, really getting in stride, mm -hmm. like, however many months later. Like, I feel like it's so much timing, too. Like, you could be oh, it's all about peaking timing. in your abilities, but it could be, like, that right in the middle of between two Olympics, and by the time the Olympics rolls around, you're not you're at the broken. top of your game and you're right. screwed. Yeah, No, like, it's, it's so true. And timing, timing you have to have on your side. Yeah, like you have crazy. to have that because you're so right. If you, I could have been an amazing gymnast in 2006. Right. And then you, got, you were saying you pretty much have one shot is specifically in gymnastics. Mm -hmm. So you could just, yeah, peak a year too early or something. You have a crazy injury that one time and that was your one chance. Yep. Like it's that's crazy. a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But then also kind of one thing you said too, which I've talked to my coach a lot about is you were like, I was freaking out, but didn't have a lot of time. Oh yeah, there was out. there was no time to yeah. panic because they were like you're up. I was like, okay, that's better because I feel like the like the more you have time to panic, the more you oh, get the in more your you're gonna get in screwed. your head. Absolutely, it's better just you're just doing shit. There's like you're just in autopilot and your training kind of just takes oh, over at sure. that point. I'm sure for sure. So then, uh, before we go past the Olympics, what was the one? What's one thing you would say that was like the most surprising part of the experience that I, as somebody who did not compete, would not know? Oh, 
the mo- could be anything. Could be in the competitions, just in the village. Could be um wow anything that happened. I like haven't thought about the Olympics in a really long time. That's true. It is a it is a long time. Ago so too. long ago. <laughs> like I feel. I look back. And I'm like God. I was so young. Yeah. I'm like I was so skinny. Like <laughs> um man. I don't know the. Do you interact that much with the other athletes because they're so much older than I, you? Yes. I mean, I did. I'm pretty I'm pretty social. Um, You're a friendly person. I, You're very friendly. Very friendly. Very friendly. I, I am the friendliest of the friendly. The friendliest here. of the friendly. I love yeah. to have a good time. <laughs> so I would say, like, I would almost say that we had, we had our, like, cliques, and I hate to say that, but it's true. Like, the, so we had cyclists that lived above us. So it, it was apartment. If you think of an apartment complex, that was the Olympic Village. It was just a bunch of apartment complexes. And we had the USA house, which was one of the houses and the one that we were in. It was like gymnastics, cycling, and maybe swimming, like some swimmers. But we got really close with a bunch of the cyclists. So, like, you get to meet so many cool people that are over there. And, again, I wish I would have, like, taken it in more. Um, but I do think because I was 16 and you're right, that age gap, because I mean, you were walking around with guys that were in their forties, you know, right? Or like, there's just, you know, these people could literally be your dad. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm a gymnast. Like, hmm. <laughs> so I don't know what the most surprising thing was, I guess. Oh, that's really hard. We can I, circle back on it. Yeah. Circle we'll, back. We'll, we'll come back to that. Cause I, Oh God, I don't even know. Everything was crazy. So then. We were saying the 2009 game, so you won. Mm-hmm. So you were a world champion. So then how does – like there's so many different competitions and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. does, does the world – in the gymnastics world, does the world championship stack up on the same level as an Olympic gold medal? Like is it kind of the same or is it different? Like how – are there so, other competitions? Like- in my opinion, yes, because at the Olympics, I was on a team. Like that right. was my Olympic team. At Worlds, like, it was just me. Like, it was a completely individual World Championships, which they do that every year after the Olympics. So that, I mean, I I didn't have anybody on my team. Like, it was literally just me. And I, that one hits a little bit harder for me and hits home more just because, like, I did that. Like, I, I was the one out there. Those were my scores. And I, like, I put in the work. Right. And you're the same coach the whole mm-hmm. time. And is does a coach only stay with one athlete? Like, no, does your oh coach God, coach no. a bunch of other girls? And stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, at, at the time, he had definitely had a couple. But, like, it's crazy because, gy- like, gymnasts are notoriously known for, like, we call them gym hoppers. They move, you know, some coach will be like, hey, I'm going to take your kid really far. And they're like, all right, I'm going to that gym. Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, is because the because you're dealing with much younger, like you're dealing with people, essentially children, mm-hmm. as opposed to other sports. Oh, so totally. it's probably, and I don't want to like, you can correct me, but like you almost can like manipulate the parents a little oh, bit. Because like the no, parent, 100%. the parents are involved. So they like, you know, they probably well, are more, there's more emotion invested rather than if you're doing it yourself and you can kind of like, all right, I'm just going to focus rationally on myself. You got your parents overlooking and there's right. a lot more emotion in every decision no, being ab- made. 100%. Yeah. So I could definitely see why it's like a gym hopping type oh, yeah. of scenario. It's like rec- recruiting girls. Like, oh no, it really, yeah. Gym. Like, I'll get, no, I, so I got true. this girl to the Olympics mm-hmm. last time. So, yep. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So what was your um, what was your training regimen like typically? Um, I actually I was really lazy, so I actually had a really easy training regimen. Like I would, I guess I would go to the gym Monday through Saturday, Sunday off. 
um, Monday through Saturday. I only worked out for four hours a day, which that seems like such a long time. But like in reality, as a gymnast, that was not a long time at all. Like you had girls that were in the gym for eight hours a day, homeschooled, literally just did gymnastics. I, on the other hand, had a very, very natural and very normal upbringing. Like I went to public high school. I, you know, I had high school friends. I went to practice and that was that. Now, was there, were there end up being a lot of girls who would kind of do like the homeschooling training eight hours a day, and then they just don't make it. Like it just doesn't oh work my out. God, yes. It's and like, that's crazy. Honestly, I just think so much of it has to do with balance. Like I had a very balanced life. You know, I was, I was social at school. I would leave, I think I would leave like seventh or eighth period. It was a study hall and I would leave to go to practice. And like, I just had a very, very, I was very normal or as normal you could be yet, you know, I'm trying to make this Olympic games. Right. Especially as a kid, I feel like it'd be easy to get burnt out. Like if you're doing it that much and kids like attention spans, like you kind of take the fun out of it once it becomes that much. Well, that's the biggest problem, especially right now is kids are getting burned out because they're being pushed so hard, so early and so young. Right. That, you know, after you do that for six years and you're what, 12? Yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah, you already hate it and you still have years before it's even an an option. Yeah, and it's also, because even like when we were kids, that started becoming a thing where like- like when my parents were kids, they would just play whatever sports they wanted. And then just like once you got older, whatever you're best at, you'd play. But now it's like you got to pick what sport your kid's going to dedicate themselves to yep. at such a young age. Totally. And yeah. And you better hope they like it. Right. You better <laughs> hope they like it. You better hope it worked out. Like you better, you don't know how they're going to develop physically. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's so many a lot factors. Of, a lot you, of unknowns. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. So then, all right, let's go back. 2009 games. You're the yep. champ. Yep. And then. Winner. How long did you continue to compete after that? So I actually still competed after 2009. That's when my gymnastics career started going down the toilet. (laughs) In the elite world, in the elite world, I just started getting injuries. Like I tore my bicep tendon, which I was like, who does that? That's a gross injury. Ooh, I've seen people that do that. It's like a hole in your arm. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. So I tore my bicep tendon and I like, it's crazy. I like filleted open. Like it (laughs) was- (laughs) it was like like the doctor the surgeon that did my knee he did my shoulder and he was like what did you do i was like i don't know i was like i literally like and it's crazy i was like i don't know i did a handstand and all of a sudden i heard a click and then all of a sudden my shoulder started hurting and next thing you know oh that's so cool so i had that was in 2011 i think yeah in 2011 but like I, so in 2010, I think it was, I split my toes open on the bottom of my feet. I landed. This is the most gruesome. Oh, I got it. I'm just going to say it's nasty. I was going on beam and I did a handspring layout, two feet, whatever, landed. And I like, if you picture your feet, like I kind of jammed them a little bit. And all of a sudden I looked down and there is a pool of blood. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, what is happening? I, and I like have my foot over, it was up on podium. I have it over the podium and I'm like literally trying to get anyone's attention. I'm like, I can't walk. I'm like my foot. I was like, I have, I had no idea what I did. No idea. And I split three toes open. Oh, dude. So I split three toes open and then I had to get stitches and it was like this big ordeal. And again, the doctor that did my knee surgery was also over there and he's like, what? 
what is happening? And I was like, I just don't know. Like, I was like, down. I literally, I was like, I don't know what's happening. Um, so I had 12 stitches in my foot, still competed. Wait, on the bottom of your feet, mm-hmm. you had stitches and you competed? Yeah, so How's I had, they literally sewed my toes, like my toes, it, I'm making it really dramatic. My toes were not like hanging off, but like they were completely right, split. split. Open. Yeah. And it's the bottom of your feet. I mean, you're landing yeah. on the bottom of your feet. Oh, yeah. right? Lot, lots of Toradol. Lots of drugs. Yeah, Toradol is like very that, safe drugs, clean drugs, obviously. That's but a, I mean, it was, it was bad. That's what they use in the NFL. Yep. All, all those guys use Toradol. Yeah, yeah, a lot of ibuprofen and Toradol, and it was it was one of those moments like you look back and you're like, why did I do that? Like, why did I, I competed with stitches? It it looked like I had a sock on because they taped it so much. Like, I don't know what. Well, because like we were saying, you have a short window, so people right. are like. I just got to suck it up for this one competition. Like I'm just right. going to suck it up. Like, yeah. Like you said, and I guess that was the mentality. Like I was like, eh, it's what I was like, it'll be over soon enough. Like it'll be fine. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Hope, hopefully you'll make it worse. <laughs> exactly. So then, so we're at 2011 now yep. and then you. Graduated right, high school. And then went to college and competed. Well, mm, kind of graduated high school. I was like in a really weird I would say I was in a funk. Like I, I had just committed to the University of Florida. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. Like, yay. And there was always this feeling of like, maybe I should try for the 2012 Olympics. Like I was like, I could take a year off and try. I could. And I was going back and forth and back and forth. And like at the time, Rhonda, who was uh, the head coach of the University of Florida, she was like, honestly, if you want to like, if you want to take a year off, like we'll still hold your scholarship, like we'll honor that. But I was supposed to come in in spring or in fall of 2011, if that makes sense. So I was like, well, I don't know. I'm like, I really, I don't know. Should I try? Like I, I kept asking everybody, like, should I do it? Like I wanted someone to give me the answer of like, should I go to college right now? Or should I take a gap year? Just train and try to make the 2012 Olympics. And a friend of mine who he used to play for the Carolina Panthers, who was, he was kind of a mentor for me, I would say. He literally looked at me in the eye and was like, well, would you rather watch the Olympics from your couch or know that you actually gave it effort and tried? And I was like, okay, I'm going to try. I was like, I'm definitely going to make that. Like that did not sit well with me. And I was like, I, the whole unknown and well, I wonder what would have happened. Like, I did not want that. I didn't want to have any regrets. So I ended up taking a gap year um, right after I graduated high school. And yeah, tried tried to make the 2012 Olympic team. Did not. Um, I actually got hurt the day of the competition in warmups. Split Damn. my toes open again. Same toes? Same toes. Split those open again. And then I um, I landed wrong on a mat. And ended up like busting my elbow. Were you feeling good though before that injury? Like you? Yeah, no, I was, and it was it was one of those things. Like Alicia also tried for the 2012 Olympics, so we were kind of the veterans. We had been through so much already, so we we both were really we felt good about it. I mean, we felt really good at that point. I was 19, she was 20. Like we were dinosaurs in the gymnastics world. Like we were so old. Like I look back, I'm like, God, we're old now. I'm like. Remember when we were, like, we were prehistoric. That's crazy that you feel that old, but you're, like, not even 20. Mm -hmm. Also, I think the fact that you, like, you were saying, like, yeah, I would regret if I didn't at least try. I also think it seems like based on you asking so many people, you were fishing for someone to tell you to go. So Yes, I just, well, I don't know if I wanted someone to tell me no, but I wanted someone to tell me, 
I needed direction. I'd been told what to do my whole life. So I'm like, someone needs to tell me what to do here because I'm not going to tell myself. Why is that? You don't, you didn't feel like, I, I was thinking you in deep down wanted to go and you were just oh, looking for someone to I, I confirm I did, that. I did, but like, I don't know, as a gymnast, you're li- you are on a schedule from day one. As soon as you walk into that gym at four years old, your life is going to never be the same because I was on a schedule. I had a structured life for, you know, the first 20 years of my life. And when someone get like, I wasn't used to like having an option. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that's a problem with most athletes in general. Yeah. Like even you kind of said it earlier and I even had that problem. Like you were saying once gymnastics is over, you're like, now what? I don't know. Oh yeah. Like- Every, everyone is going to go through that period of like, okay, so I was, you know, I was a track runner. Okay. Well, I guess I can still run, but like, why? Right. Now, like what, what am I training for? The same with gymnastics. Like, you know, I, I tried to make the Olympic team because it was like, well, this is my identity and I, I don't know. I don't know right. any different. Like, like I'm I, a gymnast. This is what I'm supposed to do. And it's also then it's going to end at some point that once it ends, you spent however many number of years, your entire life being like, I'm a gymnast. I'm a track runner like me. It's like, oh, I'm a football player. And it's over. Then you're like, <clears throat> I don't know what I even like anymore. Right. It's like the weirdest thing. I just thing. really, I genuinely just can't imagine if I hadn't tried, I would, I would never be able to forgive myself. Yeah, that would be something that I would eat at me sure really. I, it would eat at me really badly. Right. Yeah, it's a shame though you didn't actually get the chance to really. do But it. honestly, in my mind though, I was like, you know what? I tried. Like yeah. my my body literally was telling me to f off at that point. Like we are <laughs> done. Like done. Yeah, tried like, telling you before and you didn't listen. Right, <laughs> exactly. And now it was like you know I'm like, well, I have stitches in my foot again. I have a. I, I was like my elbow. I like bruised a nerve, and I was like, "Who even does that?" Like yeah, I was like, thing. "How is that even a thing?" And like again, my doctor was like, "No, it's like very bad." He's like, "They thought I severed a nerve," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" So I'm not going to be able to use my left hand anymore. I'm like, "Great." <laughs> Obviously, did not do that, but I mean, it was just like my body was just like, "We're out," like done, C- call it quits. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But then you still, you went back to school at Florida and competed. I did. And I think that was the best decision I ever could have made because not only did I meet some of, you know, people talk about college and like, oh, it's just so great. You you know, you meet your lifelong friends and everything. And it really is true. Like you, you genuinely meet people at college or really you meet people in everyday life. But in college, I just felt like if I wouldn't have taken that gap year, I wouldn't have met some of the people that I have met. I mean, it's crazy how things work out. And I think when I went to college, I was I was at such a low point after not making the Olympic team in 2012. And, you know, I, I was so mad because I was like, why me? Like, I, I was at not necessarily my prime, but like I was ready. And my body was just like, nope, we're out. So I felt like I was at a really low point. And then I went to college and college gymnastics just helped. I fell in love with the sport all over again in a very different way. How, how different? Why do you think you fell in love with it again? I learned how to be a team player. Like I had always been an individual and it was like, I, you know, you go to practice and your coach tells you what to do and that's it. And college, it was just a complete, I think because I went in with no expectation. I just wanted to have the best time of my life for four years. And I wanted Florida to win a national championship. Like that was, that was it. I wasn't the one that was like, all right, I want to win SEC freshman of the week. Every single week, my freshman year, I want to win vault my sophomore year. Like I, 
Not at all any of my goals. You had all the individual awards at that point kind of already. I mean, I did, but I just, I genuinely, I wanted to go to college and have fun and I wanted to do gymnastics and love competing again. That's what I wanted. And I think I had such a successful career because that was my mentality. I wasn't, oh, well, I want to do X, Y, and Z. It was like, I just want to be there for my team. I want to make sure that if my team can win a national championship, I want to help them get there. Right. Did a lot of former Olympians, like the girls on your team, do they go compete in college or was that kind of unusual? So Sam and I were the only two from 2008 that went and competed in college. And actually, no. Oh, there's a couple now. There's a couple now that have competed in college. And you're still able to compete because we were saying before we recorded, like you're still an amateur yeah. technically. So still an amateur. Exactly. Doing that. Yeah. So then is there any option to... Like there's no gymnastics outside of like doing the Olympic, like there's nothing after that. So it's it's not, and that's the thing. And I think people, and again, you talk about finding an identity. That's why gymnasts struggle so badly with it. And I have friends of mine that, well, more of acquaintance, but they still to this day, you know, live in the past and they, you know, they, they think gymnastics, that's it. And I'm like, there's so much more to life than this sport. And you just like, I think for me, I had such an easy transition into college because again, I was very optimistic about my college experience and I wanted to be there for the team and I wanted to do this, but even transitioning out, like I, obviously you go through that period of like, hmm, now what? Okay. But I, like I closed that chapter on gymnastics so easily and I I was very happy with how I ended things that. I really didn't have like a rough transitional period, but transitioning into college, um, I'm really getting off topic here, but college just really helped me find the love of the sport again, because it was a team. I was a part of a team. I was, and we all had a common goal. I think that's so important that the team, like you talk about teams and like, oh yeah, here's our motto, you know, all gas, no breaks. No, our team motto was literally family. Like our team motto was together. It was very... Our coaches were very, I almost said hip. Oh my God. (laughs) They were so cool. (laughs) They were the coolest coaches in the nation. It's not where I was going, but they were like. (laughs) Making yourself sound old too, saying hip like you're my mom. (laughs) No, they like, they just, they wanted, they wanted us to work together as a unit. There we go. That's where I'm trying to go. That's what we're saying. Yeah, but they were so hip. (laughs) So cool. So legit. Oh, that's funny. Wait, um, I lost my train of thought now because we were making fun of you were saying hip. Um, I think the transition also was probably a little easier for you just speculating probably because you kind of had that, like you go into college and it was kind of like a different atmosphere. like the Mm -hmm. team-oriented thing. It probably wasn't as much like pressure and tension. So it was just like a more enjoyable experience kind of to end it off. No? Still pressure. So it was it was different pressure. Like right. I didn't want to let my not only was I competing for my team, but like you're competing for a university now. Like go I didn't want to Yes. Oh, go Gators always. <laughs> go Gators, baby. Yeah, no, you you don't want to let your team down, but you also don't want to let like the community down. Like it's a different type of pressure. And you have yeah. I think as an athlete, um, you have so much support and you know there's so many different obstacles that a lot of people aren't aware. Like, you know, being a, being a student athlete, that's a full-time job. I mean, it, it is a full-time job. You've got your classes, you've got your homework, you've got practice, you've got weights, you've got like, there's so much that goes into it. But if you really buy into the process and really trust the process, you're going to have an amazing college career, whether you win or not, your experience is just going to be 
awesome. And I think that like, I genuinely loved my college career because I just, I was all in on the process. So then what do you think for like throughout your entire gymnastics career, what do you think was like, like if someone were to ask you like, what did do you think it took like for you to be able to achieve that success? Like outside of like, cause I feel like it's a very frustrating mm-hmm. process to deal with and there's like the injuries and all those things. So like, what did it take for you to be able to succeed through like each step? Like what was your approach to um, achieve all that? I don't even know if I'm asking a good question. Well, no, I, th- I, I know where you're going with it, but I think right. Like I was successful in gymnastics because I had goals, very realistic goals that I wrote down, but you have to like understand that it's not going to be easy. And I think because I knew, like I knew trying to get to the Olympics was going to be the hardest journey that I could honestly be on. And there were a lot of tears and a lot of times I didn't want to go to practice. And I did like, I, oh my God, I wanted to quit so many days because I was just like, this is so dumb. (laughs) <laughs> like, I I don't want to do this anymore, but you look in the mirror and then you look at a goal and you're like, if I quit now, I will never know if that goal is even possible. Um, and I think just, again, having the right mentality, knowing I knew that my gymnastics career was going to come to an end at some point, obviously. And I just lived in the moment every day. And I was able to be successful because... Yes, you have to have natural talent. No one is going to be like, oh, natural talent. You don't need that. Yes, you do. Like, I I had a lot of natural talent. I had no fear as a kid, um, which helped. You know, they would tell me to do something, and it was like, okay. And I was very coachable. I mean, I think being coachable is so important with anything. And I was able to take all of those habits, good and bad, and kind of make them work in my favor. And I was able to use, I was able to use them for success, not use them against me. Nice. That was a good answer of my question. I even know. Yeah, what your the question, question was, was a little off. My question was I knew not where good. I knew where you were going, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know so what I'm should, saying. I'm not we making sense. And reword, reword. You That's saved right. me. You did a good job. You're welcome. All right. Um, did I ask all the good questions? Are we I, missing yeah. anything? I don't think so. You sure? Shelves? Are you even paying attention? Yeah. Any questions? She's always yeah. over there living her best life. Yeah, she is. Who's well, I was I was literally gonna be like, imagine here here I am sitting here though, and I was like, wow, if I wouldn't have taken that gap year, I would have started college in 2011. Not like I was like, oh my gosh, Shelby and I would have never met. Actually, I think we would have met, but like I probably would have been like, oh, she's a freshman, I'm a sophomore. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I know it does. And that's the thing. And I think, again, it's just so important for people to understand that, like, don't fight situations. I just think everyone goes into college and they're like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and we're going to be best friends. And it's like, you have no idea who you're going to meet. But if you're open to the opportunities that come your way, it can be pretty fun. That's true. I actually think that's a, that is a thing in general. Some people have opportunities in their face and they don't, like, do anything about it. No. Well, because... It, it doesn't, that's not in their plan. Well, that's not what I had planned out. Like life is not a plan. Like life, you got It's not going to go according to whatever plan exactly. you Exactly. So it's like, well, and I think the people that I have so many, I know so many people that have not, still to this day have not truly graduated from college. 
if that makes sense. Like they live, yeah. they live in this college atmosphere and they're like, but I love, I love it. I love it. And I'm like, I get that. But like, you got to close that chat. Like you're not 21, like you're 27 yeah, and you are still trying to be a college kid. And I think the most important thing that I took away from my college is being able to be like, all right, that chapter is done. Loved it. I have no regrets. I feel like I accomplished everything I needed to and just moving on. Right. Nice. All right. I see we wrap it up. You crushed it. Obviously. Crushed it. I had no doubts though. Huh, as you shouldn't have. Zero doubts. Honestly, if you doubted me, I probably would not be friends with you. <laughs> we mm, mm, mm. Are we friends? We're good friends now. Best friends. Whoa. Whoa. Easy with that turn. Why? No. Easy. Is it just because Shelby's around? Or? Nope. Nope. It's definitely not. <laughs> All right. We get, we're we'll good get friends. We're, we're, work, we're working on we're it. We're good friends. Yeah. Right. Hey, we're work in progress. Right. We're working That's progress. Fine. We're all a work in progress. Oh, <laughs> let's get really intellectual. No. We're all a work in progress. We are all a canvas. <laughs> <laughs> Always room to grow. And everything is going to the world is our oyster. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right. Let's stop before we start getting more ridiculous. All right, Bridget Sloan, uh, Olympic gymnast. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but... Rude. Should I do it? All right, I'm going to do it again. Okay. I'm going to screw it up, but you're going to get mad at me. You ready? No, no, no. All right. You got this. I Gymnast on the 2008 Olympic team, silver medalist, world champion, nine-time NCAA champion from the University of Florida. Woo-woo. Bridget Sloan. Go Gators. Thank you.